Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement that you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. Joel Turner first down, wide open, it's Barkley! And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone! Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass! How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drawing About the G Men, the Giants Football Podcast. I'm Big J, joined by Joe Guay, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay. And no Giants football this past weekend, which I mean wasn't necessarily bad. Uh, got to enjoy the games, but now we got a big Monday night game against Tampa, and boy, oh boy. I mean, we talked a couple weeks ago about how you, we the Giants played Kansas City at the right time. Tampa Bay, two two rough losses in a row. Now you got after a whole bye week of what rest. Your team's getting healthy. Andrew Thomas comes off IR. Saquon Barkley still questionable, but it's looking like he's a go. Joe, I mean, can can the Giants pull off that upset here? So I I was crunching some numbers just a couple of minutes ago, and uh, the the Buccaneers over the last three, even though they haven't played well, they're actually averaging twenty eight points a game. They scored eighty four points. The Giants' defense has allowed thirty nine points in its last three games. That's about thirteen. Let's say that the Giants, yeah. 13 points a game is combined. All the combined, you mean? Because they've nope. averaged. Six, yeah, 13 a game. They've averaged 16 points in the last three games. They've averaged giving up. No, I uh, just they had a three pointer, a 16, and then they had a 20. But, but okay, continue. That's 39. Yeah, good math. That's if 13. You know, if you do it, average, it's all good. Okay. Right. Anyway, I figure the Giants keep the Bucks to about 20 points. All right, based on the law of averages here. The question then is, <laughs> can the Giants score 21 points against the Buccaneers? That would be that would be my concern is, again, it's going to be what it always is. You know, they don't score enough touchdowns generally to win games, and this is a, a team you got to score touchdowns against, and you got to keep them out of the end zone. So, Zay, I don't know what you're all angry and fired up and upset about, but why don't you take it from here and tell me obviously where I'm wrong? Yeah, be absolutely. it math or just philosophy. You are 
absolutely wrong. The New York Giants have never, ever, well, Joe Judge, I would say, never been in a better position in his career right now. Right now, Joe Judge has the ability to push himself to an extension if the Giants can go out and figure out how to win down the stretch and finish out a schedule that's not that difficult. You talk about Tampa Bay. They get him at the right time. A Tampa Bay team that's beat up. They lost a ton of stars on offense between Gronk. You're talking about AB is gone. Mike Evans playing and last game hasn't been great. Then you're talking about they just put their best defender on IR. Richard Sherman, their best secondary defender, at least. They bought him in because the secondary's been atrocious all year. He's on IR with a grade three calf strain. So now the Giants have the perfect opportunity. You're healthy. You have your best offensive lineman back who's playing healthy all year. Who was playing well all year? Now he's healthy. Excuse me. You'll get your running back back. You'll get your all your receivers back. There has never been a better position for Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman to be in for the Giants right now th- th- than any other time. If they can find a way to pull it together, use all this talent that they bought. You're, like I said, you're going to have a healthy team, almost a virtually completely healthy team, going down the final stretch of the remainder of the season. If they could figure out how to push for even a wild card position. They both can extend their 10 years for the Giants for, I wouldn't say a ton of time, but definitely some more time. They could buy them a couple, four or five more years. I don't know about 10 years, but four or five more years. And the Giants are in the position to do that. You talk about teams ahead of them in the wild card aren't that scary. What are we talking about? Atlanta's the team above them when we've seen how bad Atlanta's really been. So the Giants are in a great position. I think the Giants actually will pull it off this week. But obviously I'll get to that later because I've saved that for my pick. The Giants are in a great position. They haven't been in a great this good position in the last three years. That's the best way I could put it. I'm trying not to get over, but I, you know I want to be in. I'm in as a Giants fan. I think if you're in, you're in, and if you that's just how it has to be right now. The Giants, like you said, they could lose the schedule and they could be completely out. But if they win, they put themselves in a position to be a wild card, even possibly win the division and come back and do it. Depending on what happens with Dallas going down the stretch and what happens with Philly, who has a relatively easy schedule going down the stretch. But the Giants are in a great position right now. And that's how I see it. I just don't understand how you're seeing it. Maybe we're seeing it from two different point of views, but. This couldn't have been a better opportunity for Joe Judge and Gettleman. Uh, uh, so, sure, maybe. My question to you is, what do you think the Giants can keep the Bucks to point-wise, and how do you see the Giants scoring more points than Tom Brady? I think the Giants can keep – obviously, I think there's only so much you can do with Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But I do think the Giants can keep it within 20 points, 17 points, similar to the way they, they could have done the same with Mahomes. There were a couple of miscues there that gave the, the Chiefs a little more points than they should have. I think the Giants can keep this competitive. I think they have the – when you look at it on paper right now, injury to injuries, the Giants are healthy. The Patriots don't have much offense. If the Giants can find a way to – Get these three and outs, you like you said. Call them the Patriots. <laughs> Excuse me. Woo! The Buccaneers. I'm this so good. You, you start thinking Brady, and you start thinking. I know. Patriots. You see how that works? Call you off. It's I just, understand yeah. that. That's Mac Jones' team now, though. Just yes, don't want to. Still want no mistakes. I think with this game, the 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 big question for the Giants, the big person I'm going to put all the pressure on is, is Joe Judge, because I mean we, we've criticized him all year. Everyone has, and. You've, you're at a point, you're you're really hot right now, close game with the Chiefs. Then uh, you had that big win against Carolina and a big win at home uh, against the Raiders. Now, now you have this bye week, and we talked about it last week. Uh, a bye week can, in this case, as it looks like for the Giants, get rest up, come back from injury, and continue to roll, or it can just uh, mess up the rhythm. So I think it depends how Joe Judge has this team coming out. Because I can – well, I expect them to come out, get rolling, continue what they've been doing the past three weeks and play solid football. I, I can also see them coming out flat and Tampa Bay just get, getting up on them early and having to fight back all game. Sean, but, help me out here. Nobody, Nobody's – nobody's. Uh, first of all, I, I, I think I said mostly the same thing Isaiah – uh, that you said, Zay. That I I literally said that. The 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 right now the Buccaneers are averaging twenty eight points a game in the last three. They're averaging thirty one on the season. They give up roughly the same amount of points the Giants do, which is uh, about twenty three and a half per game on the season. Okay, 
Now, my question is, the Giants currently, Sean, are averaging 19.9 points per game. And the Buccaneers average 28 to 31. So it, tell me how where where do you see the difference here? Maybe I'm missing it. Where do the Giants, because I see uh, Tony Agresti says the Giants are going to beat the Bucs 30 to 27. Okay. The Giants haven't scored 30 points in, in how long? So how are they going to score 30? Please, Sean, uh, am I wrong to think that this is a a tough game, a tough win here? I think you both bring up uh, decent points. I mean, definitely with the offense, I think that that's definitely what it's going to come down to. Uh, Kenny Galladay has to show up. I think that, you know, he got this huge contract in the offseason. He's going up against a banged banged up uh, Bucks secondary. So he needs to show out. And obviously Daniel Jones needs to play well too. But the way this defense has been playing – the Bucks being without Gronk and AB, I think the defense can definitely hold them to around 20 points, something like that, what you said. But and I don't I don't think they're gonna score 30 points like Tony said, but I think it could be realistic for them to score 21 to 24 points and and win in a close game. Um we scored what do you not agree? We scored 29 against the Redskins, 27 against the uh who was that? Was it the Fal- no, not the Falcons. What was that team we Falcons scored 14 against? No, we scored oh it's against the Saints. That's only three points off from 30. We can get the 30, people. It's just I a field mean, goal. I mean, we can, but it's a very rare feat. It's and an we overtime game. This season. It, it doesn't, I mean, we're averaging game, 19 it, points it, per game. It, it literally took overtime for them to get to 27. Okay. And the game against Washington, let's be honest, Washington stinks. But Washington beat the, the Buccaneers. They there's just been beat, a, bu- there's been them a the, bunch of upsets in the NFL, though. You can't. Yeah. I mean, you're, it you're can't right. be an upset because Washington almost beat handed them to him last year in the playoffs also. So Washington clearly has Washington was much better last year as well. Do, do you honestly, Zay, you what do you what do you think the score of this game's gonna be? Let's just let's let's brass tax it here. Cards because on the table. Brady, I, What's the score? I think it's 34-31 Giants, just because it's Brady. I don't think it'll be that easy to beat Brady. I think he'll always keep it close because he doesn't like the Giants. But again, the Giants have an extra week to prepare. You have everybody healthy. I just think they're set up for the perfect storm. The defense is playing better than it has all year. The defense is finally starting to come along. In the beginning, I would be like, no, this is a terrible game. But the way the defense has played in the last three games, I have felt more encouraged that this defense is finally going to turn that corner and be the defense that I'm expecting from last year. And if they can do that and find a way to get offense going with everybody back, because we've seen what Kadarius Tony could do, and now he's healthy. Now you'll have Saquon Barkley back there. Now you'll have Andrew Thomas protecting. Now you'll have all these guys that you didn't have all together at one point. And Jace made up the point last week how these guys weren't together. It looked terrible in the beginning. Now they're finally starting to come together and they're starting to look better as a unit. If the Giants can find a way to get this perfect storm going and get it all going, they could be all in and make a run. I'm not saying make a run for it all, but they can at least put themselves in a position to get a wild card spot. I I don't want to jump the gun, but that's what I'm wild card is what I can see for this team. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're definitely not wrong with that. I get what you're saying with the perfect scenario, but that's what it's going to take for the Giants to score 34 points against the Bucks is a perfect scenario. And I mean, even though we are getting players healthy back, uh, Kenny Galladay hasn't shown up this year as the number one wide receiver he should. Saquon Barkley, I mean, I don't expect them to have a huge workload, especially the way Devontae Booker's been playing. I think that he's shown that he can carry the load a little bit. So, and I don't think they're going to want to give Saquon a bunch of touches, especially his first game back against a tough run defense. And I mean, I so I get what you're saying, but I just don't, I don't see them coming out and, and scoring all these points against the Bucks. I I mean, they had like Joe said, they're averaging 19 points per game, and this Bucks defense has struggled a little bit the past couple weeks. Uh, they're going to be without Vita Vea, but I I don't know. I just don't see them. I don't see it being a shootout. If the Giants are going to win this game, I agree with Joe. I think it's going to have to be a low scoring game, and I think they definitely do have a chance because I mean. If you look at last year, they lost by two points to the Buccaneers, pretty much the same team. It came down to an Antoine Winfield uh, pass interference on a two-point conversion that got. They picked up the flag off the field, which was a heartbreaking loss. But if you look at this team, the, the Giants offense has gotten better. The Bucks secondary, I mean, everyone is hurt out there. Richard Sherman, Sean Murphy Bunting, Carlton Davis, they're without Vita Vea. So it definitely can happen, but I think I think the big uh, key does come down to the offense because Kenny Galladay, like I said, I, I know the third time this show I've said it, but, I mean, he has to show up. Kadarius Tony, we know what he brings to the table, but what is Shep going to look like coming off injury? What's Andrew Thomas going to look like? What's Saquon going to look like? I mean, we're, we don't know until we see it this week. So, I mean, at best, I think you can hope for a 30-point game, but – 
I, I just don't see it. Even though I do, I can see them winning um, a, a close, tight game with the Bucks, but I don't, I don't see it being a shootout this week. I don't think it's going to be a shootout at all because during this span where where the Giants' defense has gotten back to its form, they they've been doing what I've been talking about all all year, basically getting into the red zone and forcing them to kick field goals, not t- not score touchdowns. And I think that's what they're going to do. Tom Brady's looked human the past two weeks. Scored, uh, I mean, he's thrown two interceptions in each of the past two games. I think his age is finally getting up to him. And I think with the way this – this uh, and also because he hasn't thrown less than, I think, 34 passes a game, that that's the least amount of passes. When you're 43 – Throwing that many passes, I think it, it, it will catch up to you. And I, I think you will make the mistakes. I think uh, someone like a McKinney or Bradbury will will take will pick him off. And I think I have faith in the Giants defense to stop them from getting in the re- in the end zone. I, I think they do for hold them to, to field goals. And I think this Secondary is so bad for the for the Bucks. I think Daniel Jones will find and make his plays. He he might make some bad plays. He might uh, the, the, they might struggle, but I, I think it's going to be. I, I think he at least will have the ability to make two big plays, two touchdowns, and, and get, they will be able to get into the end zone where the Bucks are, aren't able to. I can maybe give the Bucks one touchdown. Dude, this, Leonard this Fournette is. He's having and a good year. has been a beast this year. But he's been, he has he's been looked like no, nah, he's looked like the guy yeah, that yeah. he was supposed to be in Jacksonville. I, I'll tell you that. And him out of the backfield, especially with everybody hurt, he's been a great target for Tom Brady. I, I mean, I, I understand he's thrown some picks. Believe me, my fantasy quarterback. So I hate that, but. The Giants really haven't exactly been a turnover-causing machine. So, is is Jackson going to drop a couple or what? What? What's wait? I, I don't. I'm get, trying to be. Listen, no. I'm trying to be excited, and I'm hopeful that the Giants can win. And I'm glad that everybody's back and healthy. But like Sean said, what Saquon's workload really going to look like? Who Does knows? Jason Garrett have any idea how to use somebody like Kadarius Tony? And is Kenny Galladay ever going to have a big game for the Giants ever? I think those are all legit things that have to be brought up. That Buccaneer secondary is definitely in turmoil. That front four is, and those linebackers are some of the best in the league. So yeah. let, let's let not pretend that, you know, again, no one in the Bucs secondary will be able to stop Tony and Barkley. you got to get into the secondary first. So that means you're going to need a great performance from your offensive line. Listen, the way the Giants have been playing lately, I am a little optimistic for this. I think they can keep it close. I just don't I don't see the Giants scoring a ton of points. I would love that cuz I bitch about that every week here. I hate the fact that we live in 2021 and we're a 19.9 a game scoring team. That's silly. And we're running a 1980s offense with Jason Garrett. That's Right when you've got when you so you've got this generational I mean, I mean, talent, number two overall running back, and you're yeah you're you're running uh, the Rodney Hampton offense. Give me a break. How many times are gonna complain about Jason Garrett? You ask him to send the tight end out. He sends the tight end out, runs out and up. He goes for a touchdown. He's changing the offense, bro. He's doing what he can with what he has. He hasn't had much the last couple weeks, and he's still found ways to put up points for this team, regardless. So th- don't jump on Jason Garrett's back like it's his fault. And again, we don't need Saquon Barkley to run a hundred times for us to win because we know the most important person running the ball on the team is Daniel Jones lately. If Daniel Jones can run the ball and be good and effective, that will change the whole dynamic of that game, let alone what Saquon Barkley and Booker can do. But if Daniel Jones can be effective on the ground, that will change everything in the passing game, I believe. So I think we will see that big game from Galladay and we will see these big games from Tony because the Giants, something has to give at some point. You can't also, have all this talent. You would hope so. Something's got to give at some point. Giants are averaging 21 points a game in their last three. And the game before that, they scored 11 in a blowout to the Rams. So let's say, let's get again, let's get real. They've been playing well the last three weeks, yeah. averaging 21 points a game. That's all it takes sometimes. You just got to be playing oh, well. I understand that. I see this team scoring about 
20 points. That's what they generally do. That's what they've been doing for the year. They've done a little better than that in the last three games is my point. So I'm guessing the Giants score. Who said 21 to 24? I think that's a legitimate score. If they Uh score 31, 37, whatever, great. I'm not going to count on that because I haven't seen that. 34-31, Graham Gano wins it for us. Said it again. I would love nothing better than for that to happen. Yeah, but I mean – but, all right, I, I want to shift a little bit more focus to the Bucks because, I mean, two two back-to-back losses. Joe, you said Leonard Fournette's been playing great. He's had only four games over six, 60 yards. He hasn't broken 100 yet. Yeah, but not, those are games where Tom throws for 395 yards and four touchdowns, so he doesn't need no, it in those I, games. I, I, I understand. Fournette is a beast. I like Fournette. I have him on fantasy. I think he's good. But the thing is, is they – they pick and choose when to run. Like I said, they're throwing the ball 30 times a game, which is not good for a 43-year-old quarterback. And when they do go to Fournette, it's very shaky. It's very up and down. Sometimes he does do well. Sometimes he doesn't. But he needs to He needs to get I, – I, I, I'm not sold on it. The, those four, those five, uh, four games I'm talking about are, are his only games above 11 carries. I don't see them really ha- hammering them the ball that much, because like I said, they've been they've been killing. They've been trying to go just Brady, just run everything, and I think that's going to hinder them in the end here. I think he makes a couple mistakes, throws a couple picks, and I think he he's not going to be able to get into the end zone. I think we, when you get down into the red zone, the Giants have figured it out these past couple weeks. I, I think you're going to need to run the football. Uh, with Fournette, and I don't think they're going to want to do that. I think they're going to want Brady to figure things out and make moves, and I, I don't think he'll be able to make those. So that's why I said, I mean, I, you, you guys are throwing uh, talking about 30 points. I don't think it's going to be a 30-point game. I don't th- see the Giants doing that. I, I think it's going to come down to field goals and whoever can get in the end zone the most. So I, I have the Giants, I have the Giants getting into the end zone twice, with a couple of field goals, and the, the Bucks just having to settle for field goals, maybe getting in the end zone once. So the, that's how I see it going. I don't see it being a high-scoring affair because, I mean, w- we thought it would be high-scoring. We thought it would be a shootout against Kansas City. Obviously, wasn't that. It was, it was still pretty close. I, I do – like I said last week – like I said weeks ago, the Giants I, – I predict the Giants to win one of these games against the, the – Either the Chiefs or the Bucks, and they were very close against the Chiefs, and, and they're going to get it done this week off the bye against the Bucks. Hold on, is what kills me. You know, a New Orleans team without their starting quarterback beat up Alvin Kamara. I don't. Did he even play last week? I know he was beat up going into the game. Did he even play? And still no, were able to no. put up forty points against this Tampa team. You think a fully healthy Giants team, what an extra week to prepare, can't put up points against this team? Can you tell me the last time the Giants put up 30? The Giants and by the way, away. by the way, just to dispel your Tom Brady's getting old, he was 28 out of 40 for 375 yards and four touchdowns. Two it costly, inter- two costly two interceptions. But to suggest that that that's not an indication of a guy who's losing it. Well, I didn't go that far. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, I'm saying that that those numbers scare me. Because we've seen this before, I don't want to see this on on Sunday. I don't want to or Monday. I don't want to see it. You know what those numbers remind me of? They remind me of Jameis Winston with the Bucks. That's what I'll say. Because I mean, he was putting up numbers, but it comes down to the interceptions at the times where you need to do where you need to keep the ball clean, and that's where Brady's been struggling these past two weeks. Those those two picks. Well, then this could be a good time so, to bring up Daniel Jones' lack of a turnover problem this year, wouldn't it be? I don't know that we talk about that enough, the fact that this guy's learned how to take care of the football and has done a really good job. Yeah. But I also – I want Daniel Jones – how many times did he throw the ball against the Raiders? Not not a lot. Ten ten attempts or 15 Uh, attempts or something like that? Yeah, he only completed like 15 15 passes for 110 yards. I don't think we have receivers that – I don't think we have many receivers that game. Yeah, but still – We bought a guy off the streets – (laughs) <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, they got to utilize Daniel Jones. 
You're not saving this guy for anything. If if you want to know if he's your quarterback or not, and this is my criticism of Jason Garrett, Zay, is you've got nothing to lose right now. And the question sort of still remains, does Gettleman get to stay? Maybe to a lesser extent, does Judge get to stay? And definitely, is Daniel Jones the future? But that's my the point. Only, that's the only way, the only way you really find out what this guy can do, because I think he's the future. I do. So why not just go for it? They will. That's my point. They, they're not, going to not go for it down the street. Not when he's making. Not when he's attempting fifteen passes. That's that's unacceptable Again, to me. When you have a guy, he's got to he's got to be way more when, involved in this offense. When you got a guy off the streets, when you you pick up a receiver off the streets. You're starting receivers out. You want to do as much as you can with your quarterback to make sure your offense stays on schedule, and that's what the Giants did. Enough run, enough pass to balance that offense to allow them to continue to stay in those third and shorts, and that's how they were able to win that game. That's really what it comes down no, to. Lamar Jackson, also, Lamar Jackson's in a similar situation, and look at the numbers he puts up each and every week. Lamar that's Jackson that offense. Hollywood Brown okay. still his that best offense receiver. revolves well, around him. He still has him. his best receiver on the Josh field. Josh Allen. The he's only missing running around Josh Allen. Only Sean, why doesn't the offense revolve around Daniel Jones is the it question does. I'm asking. It does. We, we see a bit of run. We see a bit of pass. Not enough. Daniel Jones. We see Not it. enough. I don't know. I mean, how much you want to talk about the Raiders game? It was because they were up. They were running the football. That was probably the best time they were able to manage the, the smartest clock. thing they ever about did. Yeah, clock management all year long. And I mean, you talk about the. the you can still throw the ball I down the field because no, you you're two and no, you six, don't. and it doesn't you matter. You don't need to when you up and you secure the game. I agree with Jace. You run the clock. You manage that game the way you. You have, have to. to play to win in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. twenty three points. Clock. Twenty three points. Twenty three points. Most weeks, most weeks will be not be enough. Any week in football, if you're so if you have an offense out, defense, it should be a week. that doesn't score points, the, the and you're week. up in a game. Take some, take some Me. shots. You've got the guy that can do it. Why? Why? So he can force Why the not? Force the to give the other team an opportunity Why to put themselves not? back in the game. Does that make sense? You don't you trust your offense at all? Joe, you don't trust what happens when you take those shots? Can you, we play Madden, You take Joe? three of those shots. Can that's a three the, and out right there. You're not getting the first down. They, and you're not. Geez, Madden, you're Joe's the type of guy, Madden. I'm 21 zero, still running Hail Marys and losing the game. Last week, you said man Brady still throws the ball down the football field every now and again. Yeah, and he got a pass interference call like eight out of ten times in the NFL if he doesn't catch it. Joe, last week you you just said Devontae Booker's the giant of the year, and he now is. you're blaming now you're blaming <laughs> Jason Garrett for guy. running for for handing the ball off to Booker because Daniel Jones should have been thrown more. Jace, They're eating I'm up time with possession that you've been talking about. I'm bitching I about know. a Giants win. That's what a whiny spoiled talking. fan I am. I can do this. They didn't win the way I wanted them to win. All right. But they're gonna win again. Listen, my point is you're two and six, three. Well, now they're three and six, but they were two and six in this game. What's the worst that's gonna happen? You're two and seven and way out of it. Great, better draft pick. Why? So, my point is listen, if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna play to win, play to win, try to score 30 points a game. It's the NFL, that's what has to happen usually. So, when you're up 20 points. You don't need say, to throw the ball say, down in the, the last field. twenty years. I can tell you about twenty times where the Giants were up, ran the goddamn football, and then they lost. Yes, I I'm tired of that. I can Score tell you points where they, where given in the, the NFL. Yeah, but Joe, you got those a times quarterback that you're trying to like develop. Why not utilize what this guy can do? We're just going in circles now. because you I don't mean, want yeah. to. I, I get what both of you guys are Joe. Look what happened with the Deshaun Watson punt that we have to watch forever. Imagine the Giants could have just ran the ball out that game. Imagine they could have just ran the entire clock out. But no, you're a type of person who wants to give the other team opportunities. That's the idea here, Joe. The Giants are up 20 points. Run the ball up. The defense is playing lights out. Run the ball and keep going. Move on the next week. We get to a bye week. We get to get healthy. Then we can make the run. Everybody know about Joe Flacco? Why is Joe Flacco starting for Zay's Jets this week? Let's talk about that. Here we go. The idea is they want to see what these skill guys can do. They don't care if they win or lose the game. 
This is a matter of seeing. The Jets don't have an opportunity to make the playoffs. That's not. The Giants have an opportunity. The Giants' chances of making the playoffs are still extremely slim. Don't judge a gentleman. You're fighting for your job. You have no choice but to go for it. Like, we got to get things right. First off, the Jets are starting Joe Flacco because they don't want people to start turning on Zach Wilson and start saying Mike White. That's why they want that. No Mike one's going to say that. Mike White's awful. Mike and Jets White. fans are Mike stupid. They're going to say that. They're Jets fans. They're not stupid. They're just uh, we stupid. have one on the show. You can, you can ask that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's All right. hilarious. Okay. worked on that bit together? That's hilarious. All right. No, we we're going didn't. in circles. We're going. I in think circles. the Giants are yeah. going to win. By the way, all right. I don't know if I yeah. made that clear, but I do think like a twenty to seventeen win happens. Okay. Yeah. But but you said the Pats are going to. I mean, the, the I'm doing the Zay. What do you want to do? Just like to say all happy rosy things? <laughs> yeah, this is great. And we traded Odell. I'm glad we drafted Saquon. No, but, but you say you I just, still even like Kevin Ingram. Here you, you go. I said it. This whole show with the Bucks are going to score 20, and then you say the Giants are going to win 20 to 17. That doesn't make sense. I think they're going to stuff that defense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. Zay convinced right. me. <laughs> right. Congratulations, okay. Zay. You changed my mind. Oh, thanks. Bro, it, it, bro. It's, bro, it's, it's <laughs> all right. Ooh, all right. We just went I would change after the show. Life. I do want to talk to you off air about those Mike White comments because I don't know if you're. I don't know what's going on with you. Do you want to talk? What? Mike, Dude, what? Mike White. That was the that was the worst thing I've ever heard you say. That's what Pete. That's why no they, one's saying that. Yes, they are. Jets fans are stupid, man. Dude, that's I don't the think that's reason. Saying Were that. you in some kind of weird Jets chat room? No, they, that's why they're doing <laughs> this show. It's like a like a Jets conspiracy <laughs> theory fan group, and they're like, "Listen, <laughs> they don't want it to be good, and they know Mike White's the man, and so uh, if if Mike White plays, Joe. we're gonna light him up." Joe, it's to the Mike, point. So uh, Mike Lennon came Mike in White, and had the Mike White Everybody knows Mike White should have been a number one draft pick. Number one draft pick. Please Mike White said it. Please don't say Glennon when, when Cam Newton just did what he did this weekend and the Giants could have had him as a backup. Hey, no one, please okay. don't say don't. Please don't. All right. All right. All right. We're all over the place here. Yes, we are. So let's take a break. Let's regroup and we'll come back. We'll, we'll give our top five power rankings after. Mike White should have been a number one draft pick. Yes. Okay. So, Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in a various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes. It's very exciting. So, a lot of fun. Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. Last thing I want to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTBB Realty is people over paychecks do the damn thing. And that's what we do. That is Jess Rydell from CTBB Realty. Make sure if you're in the housing market, if you're looking for a house, hit them up. Tell them Clovercrest Media and drawing about the G-Men Ascension. They will make sure you find the right home. And every time I play that play that ad, everyone loves Joe's Joe's uh, ponytail. Everyone has can't stop talking. I about should the give my ponytail a credit for that, <laughs> for that video. Yeah, everyone loves it. All right, Especially let's get back. Parents to- buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's get back to football. Crazy, crazy couple of weeks. Bunch of upsets. Bunch of chaos taking place all over. And the only thing I can think of with this, uh, in spite of all the madness, 
Who's on top of the NFL? What are your top five power rankings right now? Joe, I know you just did this a couple. You did the top ten on keys. So what do you got for your top five? At number one on, on the list is the Tennessee Titans, and uh, it's looking more and more likely, too, they're going to get Derrick Henry back. I think they can sustain themselves. I think uh, if they can get Julio Jones healthy, um, I still think that's going to end up being the big trade of the year. Number two on my list is uh, the Green Bay Packers. Number three is the Dallas Cowboys. Number four is the... Oh, boy. Now I forget. Uh, number five. Guys. No, sir. Uh, number <laughs> five, actually, I have the Patriots. Um, oh, number four is the Bucks. No NFC West teams? No. No Cardinals? No Cardinals. Cardinals, no Rams. No Cardinals, no Rams. No, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm wrong. No, it was the Cardinals at four. And then number five, I have the Patriots, and I have the Bucks at number six. Interesting. Yeah. Why the Patriots? Dude, that team is on fire right now. That should be that team should be eight and two. Mac Jones's numbers, uh, if you look at them, are really, really good. And it's funny if you turn on ESPN, they're going to be like, "Hey, he was great." Yeah, the, what I've been telling you all for two years about Mac Jones, everyone's finally coming to grips with it. You can't teach the football IQ and the accuracy that God gave this fella. And I'm an atheist; I don't even believe in God, but somebody gave that dude that stuff. Because they put it in a weird body. And I know people are struggling with that. But, you know, this guy breaks the mold. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, like it with his odd shaped body. It doesn't fit. You know what I mean? It's like spilling out. And I know it's weird, but this guy gets it. And each week, dude, more and more, they're throwing the football down the field. Max Jones throws the ball down the football field way more than Daniel Jones does. And I, and I, he's a rookie. And they trust him more and more every week. And 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 fellow atheist, giant uh, opinion sports. Thank you for watching, and thank you for not believing in bullshit. Um, that's another. That's another show. Never mind all that. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's my that's my top five. And I have the you know you guys know me head to head. I I still say that the 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 Patriots beat the Buccaneers that night, not on the scoreboard, but. In their hearts. And I think that might have been the greatest victory of Bill's career. He let Tom Brady set the NFL record, skate out with a win. He made Mac Jones the star of the show and could have beaten them in the end of the game. That's all he needed to do. Nice, like uh, Vince McMahon little story there. Also, their schedule in the next four weeks is brutal. Yeah. But I think Bill saw that happening a long time ago. And he thought to himself, boy, if I could get Mac Jones to that stretch of games, he's ready to go with this defense. We can go places. And I'll also point out that Mac Jones is doing it without all that talent around him. He had at Alabama that everybody thought was the reason why he was so good. Because now he's throwing the garbage and handing the ball to whoever uh, happens to be behind him. And they're moving the football. They're getting first downs. They're scoring touchdowns. It's possible you could win with a guy named Jones if you just let Jones do what he does best. That's all I've been trying to say this show. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Patriots top five. Do you agree with that, Sean? No, definitely not. Um, I mean, the Patriots have been playing great uh, past couple of weeks, but I think all these Patriots stakes this past week have been way too premature. I mean, they still, when it comes down to it, they have nobody on offense. Mac Jones has been playing great for sure, but that defense, uh, they're not a top five defense in the league. Everyone's saying they're an amazing defense, which they're a pretty good defense, but I just, I don't see it continuing for them. So I, I'd probably put them right in the top 10, but I, I, I definitely wouldn't agree with top five, but, uh, my top five, I'm going to start with number one. I got the Arizona Cardinals. I think that uh, them missing Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins the past couple weeks has hurt them, even though they beat the Niners uh, last week. Uh, they had a rough game this week, but with them coming back, I, I think that they're going to do much better. Uh, their weapons on offense are amazing. James Conner has really started to get it going, uh, especially with the touchdowns and their defense. They get after you with the pass rush. Uh, they have a really good secondary. They have a good linebacking core, so. I think they're probably the most complete team in the NFL right now, and that uh, that 
that receiving core with Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, and Rondale Moore is tough to stop for any secondary. So I've done number one. Uh, number two, I have the Green Bay Packers. Um, I think ever since that week one loss, they've really turned it on. Uh, their defense has played a lot better this year. Uh, big pickup in Devondre Campbell, the linebacker who's been playing great. And they're without two of their best players right now. And Jair Alexander, who is one of the best corners in the league, and David Bakhtiari, one of the best tackles in the league. So they're going to get those two players back on top of what they already have. Their offense has been doing great. And uh, their defense has really stepped up this year. So I have them number two. I know that the they beat the Cardinals head-to-head, but Cardinals are without DeAndre Hopkins for most of that game. And I think if they play it again, the Cardinals win. Uh, number three, I have the Titans. Uh, I think that you can't discount what they're doing right now, especially without Derrick Henry. I don't think the running game success will continue too much with Deontay Foreman and uh, Adrian Peterson, but if they do end up getting Derrick Henry back by the end of the year, I think that helps them out, obviously, a lot. And A.J. Brown's a stud. Uh, if they get Julio Jones going at all, then they'll be a lot better. And that front four is quietly one of the best front fours in the league with uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, who's having a breakout year. Uh, Danico Autry and then Bud Dupree, who's not hasn't even been playing that great, and that's probably I think it's probably the highest play, played player out of all those players. So they have that. Their secondary has been playing well, and I think that's a complete team, especially if they can get Derrick Henry back. And uh, you, I mean, their wins the past couple of weeks have been amazing. They had a five game winning streak against all really good teams. So even if they even when Derrick Henry went down, they've been playing really well. So they're number three, number four. I have the L.A. Rams. I know that they're coming off two losses. Uh, they had a bad loss to the Niners, obviously. But I think they just got ran all over. They're not great against the run. But if you look at all the other top teams in the NFC, there's not a lot of great run-heavy teams. And they just lost Robert Woods. I think Odell Beckham's, once he gets uh, situated with the offense and he has more than two practices, I think it's going to work out. Same thing with Von Miller on the defense side of the ball. And they have star star power all over this team. So I think with their, their pass rush, Jalen Ramsey in the secondary – Star power on offense. I think that even with the losses the past two weeks, I, I still think they're a top five team. And number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I didn't want to put them in here because I hate the Cowboys with uh, everything in my heart, but can't deny that they're having a great season. Uh, they bounced back after the Broncos win or Broncos loss. Uh, their offense is amazing. They have the running game, great receiving core in their line. It looks like the old Dallas line of the past, you know, probably five years ago. Uh, when they're one of the top lines in the league, they're back at that level. And their defense, I mean, they're opportunistic. They get a lot of turnovers. Um, obviously, they're not that great with yardage per game, but they get turnovers at the right time. Trayvon Diggs, obviously a ball hawk. Michael Parsons is a stud, so I have them number five. And then the teams that just left off my list were Chiefs, Ravens, Bucks, and uh, what's the other one? Bills. Those, I think those four are all – or right close to the top five, and I think those are the nine teams that could realistically uh, win the Super Bowl, but I would leave Chiefs, Ravens, Bucks, Bills right off the list. And, yeah, that's yeah. my top five. Yeah, that's solid. I mean, we'll, like I prefaced this segment with, I mean, so much madness. There are – there's so many teams you can put on your top five, so I'm interested it's, yeah. to hear. It's, it's hard. It was hard to put together, but – Yeah, that's so I'm interested to hear Zay's list. Where's the Jets at? Number one, what do you mean? Are you kidding me? What are we doing this for? Clearly not. Clearly number one. I'm not going to repeat a bunch of what John, Sean and um, Joe said. Yeah, my bad. I kind of went on. It, 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 look, scouting report for each team. It's okay. Look, no sweat off my back. Save me some homework. But um, no, I, number one, I obviously have the Green Bay Packers. They're clearly the best, right now, in my opinion, the best team in the league. Aaron Rodgers just playing on a whole nother level, take them to the NFC Championship game and probably lose there like he always does, but that's just the Packers. So I got the Packers right now currently sitting at number one for me. Number two, I kept the Cardinals in there. As much as I don't like the Cardinals, I don't like their coach, I don't like their quarterback, I think he's a gimmick. I think that they have not been 100% healthy the last few weeks, and I think that's been the reason why they've been losing or else they'd probably still be a pretty – they'd probably won at least – one of those two games they lost. I don't want to say they'd still be undefeated. That'd be a reach, but they probably would have lost one of those two games. So I still have them in there. I'm not going to kick them out just yet. Number three, I have the Dallas Cowboys for obvious reasons. The Dallas Cowboys are doing what they're good doing. Diggs, like Sean said, has been a godsend for that team whose secondary was atrocious last year. They were historically bad. They come in and they add a linebacker that they now moved to edge. And now he's been killing it for them. So, Great for the Cowboys. Don't really care much about them. I'll keep it moving from there. I'm sorry. I'm just not really much of the Cowboys. I had the Patriots in there. 
I did. I kind of agreed with Joe. I thought the Patriots were playing well, but like I agree with Sean also. I think it's a little premature, and they do have a tough schedule coming down the line. So I want to see how they handle the schedule going down. So I put the Bills instead because I think the Bills will end up wrapping up that division, even though I think the Patriots be right behind them. And then I had the Tennessee Titans, who I, again, picked them to pull off a big win a couple of weeks ago against the Rams, who most of you have in your top five, who I don't think is a top five team anymore, thanks to the acquisition of Odell Beckham. Not because he lacks talent, but just because what he brings everything else around him that comes with him. I think that will help. And that scene in L.A. I don't think will be any good for Odell Beckham. You're talking about all the stars. You're talking about players like LeBron, all that. He'll get distracted easily. So I think that can easily sink L.A. and put them in a really bad position late. So I didn't put L.A. in my top five, removing them, and I put the Bills in there. But that's really, obviously, like I said, for lack of copying what Joe and Sean said, that's just my top five for the most part. Yeah, I mean, for mine, I, I got Cardinals one uh, and then Green Bay two. I know, like Sean said, I know the Packers beat the Cardinals. But, I mean, Kyler Murray was banged up. D-Hop left that game early. Uh, and, and I just trust the Cardinals defense more than I do the Packers defense. Packers, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers. Number three, I, I still think the Los Angeles Rams deserve to be up here. Uh I mean, we, we talked all the beginning of the year about the Giants' synergy issues without the preseason. Now with these trades, I think that they're having a bit of the same issues synergy-wise. So I do expect them – they just have too many studs not to – I mean, I don't see this loss streak continuing. They'll eventually get back on track and be at the top. Then number four, I got the Titans here. Uh, I mean – that offense is good, uh, and I mean, with who, like Joe said, with Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry can get healthy, Julio Jones can get healthy. That offense is scary, but I mean, the defense—they're bend not break. But against some of these tough teams, when you get playoff time, I, I think it's going to struggle. And I mean, they do step up in those big moments, but uh, they do struggle other times. So I, I just don't know. Uh, I, I'm still struggling with the Titans. And number five, uh, I think the Bills still need to be up here. Bills still need to be in the top five. I mean, you got a stud at Josh Allen at QB. I know they've struggled the past couple weeks. Still got Josh Allen at the helm. Your your defense is leading the league in uh, yards allowed and leading the league in turnovers. Uh, I understand the run game is bad, but, I mean uh, – they're still a top team. They're still going to be competitive, and they're, they're still my favorite to come out of the AFC, to be quite honest with you. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, all these top fives are good. I mean, there's so much parity, so much madness going on in the NFL right now. I mean, you get Joe, you had the Patriots up there, but, I mean, I think it's a little crazy, but I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, it makes sense, but – who knows? Maybe so. I, I like I've said all year. Like as soon as you start to figure things out, everything just shakes up, and that's just football. That's just football. But uh, thank God, you dumb GM. <laughs> it's been a while since this guy chimed in. I thought we should share that comment. <laughs> hey, thanks for thanks for uh, shout out Matt Nagy watching yeah. the show. Oh yeah. Hey, maybe when he gets fired, he can join the show. There you go. Yeah, Yeah. his days are numbered. (laughs) All right. Hey, those are some good lists. Man's job. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and then we will close things out with our best bets and fantasy locks. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside sweating those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield Tailored Treatment System. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise is awarded them an industry-leading consumer 
retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. Big shout-out to Mosquito Shield. Make sure you visit MosquitoShieldCT.com. Sign up for their services for this next spring. Tell them, John, about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media Centra, and they'll hook you up with a discount. Now, let's get into our best bets. And, guys, last week we all took an L. Mm. That was rough, guys. I mean, The NFL took an L. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, I mean, four people, four different picks. I mean, it's, it's bad. I mean, it's, wait, in my defense, I didn't know Odell was joining the Rams before I picked the Rams. I would never made that pick because, like I said, he just brings – gloom and darkness wherever he goes apparently now so I would have made that pick beforehand I didn't know they were going to lose Robert Woods neither (laughs) yeah uh, I mean we'll see Well, let's hope we can bounce back and uh, Joe you got a big one road dog you're taking Dallas on the road against the Chiefs yeah also take the over and the money line on Dallas this is this is a game that the, the Cowboys uh I think easily win from the Chiefs uh, the the Chiefs aren't that good and if Diggs doesn't take one to the house maybe there's a good prop bet to take cuz cuz that's probably going to happen the way Mahomes he's been throwing the football yeah i i mean my bet pick i i the Chiefs got a big win i hate the Cowboys i'd rather Dak yeah. fall and break his both his legs at once but Maybe, Honestly, maybe not, just not this week. Honestly, the Chiefs have been playing better recently. This is probably the Chiefs actually turn Their defense around. is still garbage. Yeah, yeah. they've been, they've been playing better around. too. They've been playing better, but it helps. It helps when the offense is on the field for seventy-seven plays. I I think the Chiefs are about to go on a run now. I it might Dallas happen. That's actually going to blowing the doors off this team. I mean, <laughs> we just want to see Joe lose. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you're not wrong. But, uh, I mean, this is a stretch. I mean, I'm sure I mean, there's a reason the Chiefs are favorite They're at home. I think a lot of people are going to hop back on the, the Chiefs bandwagon. So I won't be surprised if uh, – I'll be surprised if, if Dallas pulls off the upset. So, but, no, I think the Chiefs figure it out. They're back to Super Bowl form. Got got rid of the Super Bowl hangover. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, think about when the Chiefs are six and five at the eleven game mark. It's scary. That is. That's wild. But uh, all right, Zay and Sean, y'all doubling up on the Giants. Come on, eleven points. You you can't not take this. The, when historically the Giants and Brady have played close, so. Regardless of who comes out, I think me and Sean could still get a win on this game. <laughs> I I cannot believe this number is eleven. I mean, it, I just I get it. Like I get Vegas thinks it will be a bounce back game, but I I don't. Eleven is way too much. I, I could see it like at worst being a, a ten point game, touchdown on a field goal. But I agree with you, Zay. I think this number is way too high. I think I'm going to jump on that. If it helps, I'd, because jumping all the- over it. Brady's three and zero against the spread at home. Even though he's three and six against the spread, oh yeah, he's three and zero against the spread at home. So I think that's probably why they went with that, thinking it'd be a complete and utter domination. But I don't, I don't see that. Gi- that. Yeah, Giants are five and four against the spread too, and they've been on a, a good run lately against the spread. So, like I, I said, look, I think this is going to be a close game. I do yeah, one way or yeah. the other. I definitely believe that. I didn't even think about this as uh, yeah, as yeah. A yeah. I love it. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised some, if the Bucks throw won, some dough on this again. Yeah. I'll even play the money line on this because I do think the Giants are capable of the win too. Joe, did you say money line? Yeah, I might send you guys some money down, baby. Plus oh. four hundred, baby. Giants money line against the Bucks. I said weeks ago they need to beat the Chiefs or the Bucks. They lost to the Chiefs. It was a close one, but now they're gonna beat the Bucks. Let's go, baby. Giants all day. I might have to send y'all some money. We can't do this in New York. So the week before Super Bowl. So the week before Let's Super Bowl, it. I'm at the team job. I'm out of Connecticut. <laughs> oh, you know I got I no mean, problem taking that job, <laughs> dude. I mean, not even. I mean, the 11 point spread. The, the, that's ridiculous. But plus 400 for the Giants as a money line, dude. That's 
That's a lot, and the Bucks haven't been playing great. Uh, this is a winnable game for the Giants, and Vegas is saying it's not, but it is. So, yeah, let's, Vegas let's is saying it's Vegas. not because they don't want you to bet on the Giants. Yeah, let's steal from Vegas. Let's go. Yeah. Let's keep going. Hey, and this is going to be a bounce back week for us. We, we can't go on for again, right? I mean. Our bets were right. The the NFL was was off. You, you're not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. We, we picked the game that joking. should have won. Since sports, <laughs> since sports betting became legal in Connecticut, both the NFL and college have been whacked out with the with the with the underdogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anybody thinks that's a coincidence. <laughs> a lot of money at stake here, people. There's a state involved now. Yeah. Yeah, one break. state when there were a bunch already. This one, Connecticut's the one turn. Dude, right one right of the right? smallest it's, states. It's been there. legal for two weeks. You got referees, hip jacket linebackers and oh, stuff, God, throwing yeah. flags. Yeah. Okay, buddy. FanDuel or, or Fantasy <laughs> Kings? Which one, pal? Yeah, break. Keep rubbing it in, guys. Keep rubbing oh. it in. Speaking of fantasy. <laughs> Speaking of fantasy, fantasy locks. I mean, I've uh, been passed. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't. How did Joe get ahead of me? What? Yeah. Uh, no. I, I do. I have a yeah. slight lead. I misread that before. I thought you actually were ahead of me. Zane. I think it was no. like what? Like 0.02 between you and Zay last week? Yeah. It was yeah, close. I was up away. last week. Now he's up. Yeah. I'm going to do it again, too. Hey. No, you're not. I pull firepower this week. Wow. Yeah. Did you? Because I'm playing Dak Prescott. So isn't that interesting? I think this is going to be great that he's got Dak Prescott. He's going to love who I got. You got Holmes? Yeah, I wish. No. Oh, you got CeeDee Lamb? No. I wish. Even though I told you he's the best stable horse in the stable. Now what you guys see it. It's the best horse in the stable. I said it week one. CeeDee Lamb's the best horse in the stable. You <laughs> They double no. up with me. Let's go. Danny Dimes. <laughs> Danny Dimes, boy. Go for a 20 bur- 30 burger, 40 burger. Boy, get ready for it. Get ready for it. Let's I also, let's also not forget Danny Dimes' history began in Tampa. Going out after Saquon Barkley got hurt. Coming in. Getting that win. How many yards did Jameis Winston have that day? I don't remember. Do you? He went for a lot, but how many? Lot. It was. It was. A, it was, a, it was a, that game went. To it was a high scoring game. Yeah, yeah it was, it was sure overtime it was. or last possession. One of those. That was. It a was a last second missed field goal by the. Bucks. Oh yeah, last second missed field goal. It wasn't overtime. Yeah, after one of those. Last Jones ran it in. QB wow. draw. Yeah. So, so you guys are both gonna put out what about sixteen points this week? Is that? Nah, he's right. Twenty. He's going for a twenty burger. He's going for more than twenty. He's got to put up. He's got to. This might be his defining game. This might be it. He's got everyone. I healthy. would love nothing more, gentlemen. I hope you guys both have a huge, huge week. But I think I usually see about sixteen points next to Mister Jones's name. So that'll be. Mm-hmm. It can't happen. He's got. You just got sixteen back. last week, Joe, and you're yeah. in the lead. So no, no. If it happens, bad. because. Bar- yeah, Lamar had the worst down. game of his career <laughs> and got me what you're normally getting from Daniel Jones. You guys are out of your minds. Come on, He'll stop it. it. You said no. Lamar Jackson had the worst game of his career. Have you seen his playoff games? No, I meant, uh, no, you know what, how I feel about Lamar Jackson. The greatest I mean, regular season quarterback in the history of the game. Worst in the playoffs. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen his playoff games? He can't complete a pass. It's, a, it's horrendous sometimes. Yeah. But uh, Sean, you had a big week last week. Jonathan Taylor took it out of all of us. Sticking with your running backs, you got Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he had a big week uh, last week coming back off of the injury. He he came back the week before that, but it's her first uh, huge game for him. So I think that him and Cam Newton have that good connection. I think that if Cam, especially if Cam Newton gets a start, uh, Cam Newton rivalry game against Ron Rivera. So I, I think that he's going to want to feed Christian McCaffrey the ball. And as long as he stays healthy, knock on wood, I think C-Mac is back, uh, C-Mac attack. So I'm sticking with my running backs. I'm creeping, or creeping inches and inches closer to being in third place at least. I, I don't know if I'll catch Jones, a, but I think I'm like 14 points away from Jace. So the, the running back strategy, got to keep it going. I think C-Mac will have a huge week. So uh, 
Let's when McCaffrey takes that first carry seven yards and turns his ankle and is out for the game, are you all right? We don't yourself? need to. Okay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, Dak Prescott's going to break uh, both his legs, like you said, then. And, and then the Chiefs are going to win. You're going to lose your best bet and your fantasy lock. So, how about that? That, that would be Carolina's least of their problems. The fact is, they're paying Cam's backup, who's hurt, and they're paying <laughs> Cam's backup's backup, who's starting ahead of Cam, and they're paying Cam now. So imagine yeah. how that's looking for them. <laughs> Dude, the, oh, the Carolina point. Panthers are like the New York Mets right now, like paying on that Bobby Bonilla thing. All right, it's time to go. Oh, I'm sorry, Zay. I forgot. <laughs> I know. I'm, that's my – why do I always have to take a cheap shot at your Mets? Why? It's not right. <laughs> Blue Crew's got a question. Anybody want to jump on this? PPR, is Chris Carson doable at this point? You could use the IR spot. He's got Chubb, Mitchell, Sanders, and Ingram. Uh, I, I wouldn't drop him yet just cause I don't know. Miles Sanders doesn't get the ball. Uh, Mark Ingram is going to be behind Alvin Kamara. Eli Mitchell got out carried by Jeff Wilson last week. Uh, and Chubb, I mean, he's, I he think he's hurt right now too. So obviously Chubb's your only great running back in that team. So I wouldn't drop him yet, but yeah, I'd say Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll loves Chris Carson for some reason. And they love running the ball. Yeah. So I, yeah, so, I wouldn't get rid of him. If you so have a running soon. back in fantasy at this point that plays. And gets numbers. I wouldn't oh. cut him. I wouldn't cut him because running backs are very hard to keep get this year. They are. Especially, I've got Mike Davis on like four different teams running for like six yards a week now. Love that. <laughs> Let's not yeah. talk about it. Yep. I couldn't even. Who, Leonard Fournette's, uh, uh, um, who's his back? Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Starter? Oh my God. What a waste of a pick. Oh, you want to talk you know, somebody, about somebody, somebody offered me a third round pick for Justin Wilson Jr. a couple weeks ago, and I declined it. And and I, I'm kicking myself for that. Yeah, that guy will have one or two good games between now and the rest of the season. A run for 110 yards and a couple scores, and the other weeks he won't even have a carry. Yeah, you can never I trust hate the 49 yeah. You can never so trust much. Niners running backs. So they they no. change their leading carrier every week. Like Sean, yeah, no joke. Last year, I thought, oh, I'll just I'll grab all that and, and I trade with everybody and I get all the Niners backs. And I thought it's gotta just gotta start the right guy. Mm-hmm. Never did. Yeah, I drafted. <laughs> never uh, did. Never uh, yeah. did. I drafted uh, every- this year in a league, and uh, yeah. he he made IR after the the first couple carries. So that was a. Uh, Fantastic. No, Joe, I know how you feel. It's like Amari Cooper. Last week, Cowboys put up 100 points. He scored nothing in that game. He had probably <laughs> like five points for me that whole fantasy game. And then, then I'll put him on a bench this week, and he'll go off for like 30 or something in a close game against the Chiefs. So thanks. That's how fantasy yeah. works. I feel Mike I Williams is the same way in the Chargers. Hey, I've had no problems in fantasy. I'm killing it. But, yeah. hey, All right. <laughs> Last week one. Man, undefeated since. My go. kicker got shut out this week. Oh, yes. Yeah, As did my this, this tight end, one of my wide receivers, and Mike Davis was one of my running backs. So you could imagine the paltry 62-point week I had. Oh, you too. You had a 62-point week too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nobody showed up last week, apparently. Nobody. Was oh, my paid. goodness. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I think my leading scorer, no joke, was like Evan Ingram. Like, I'm not oh. even joking. It, it, it was bad. Can't be. Evan Ingram didn't even play last week. That's, that's no, he did. No, <laughs> no, 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 you're right. This past week. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, that's right. Oh, so I went out and I took. I grabbed uh, TJ Hawkinson. Shut out. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson, yeah. But, uh, all right. That's going to do it for John about the G-Men. 43 Thank points. Thank you, guys. Nine. Right. <laughs> Thank you, guys, for watching. Bad. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, I mean, you were the one saying CD Lamb over Mark. I Cooper said it. I game. said he was the, the lead horse in the stable. I listened to Sean. I took Cooper, and it's been screwing me ever since. Thank no, you, Sean. All right. You bring this up every week, I feel like. You I said cannot let Lamb you live it down now. I, and you know no, what? Was, I trusted was. you. He went for a 30-point game the first week. I was like, oh, Sean was right. He hasn't done nothing since. I never Not said Amari really. Cooper is better than CeeDee Lamb. I said CeeDee Lamb isn't a top 10 receiver. He is. He's a top 10 receiver in this league. Uh, maybe now I he agree. is. He said that at the start of the year. Yeah, it's foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing. It's when you see greatness. Thank you, Joe. It's it's hindsight. They has I- said so many stupid things on here. But if you fast forward <laughs> five weeks, it's like, oh, he was right again. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I never said Cooper is better than CeeDee Lamb. I knew CeeDee Lamb going into the year is better than Cooper. Nobody gets more criticism on this show than Zay does. And I, I kid you not, dude. It's always like two, three weeks later, if you look at what he said, it's like, oh, eh, he was right. Who knew? Yeah. Except that Jets win in the AFC East. That's the worst. That's the only thing that's killing you, buddy. Uh, I don't know. Flacco can still pull. No, he's still. Fear the brow. If only Mike White had been a number one draft pick, <laughs> none of this ever would have happened. Oh, geez. All right. Okay. We've got to call it there. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Big shout out to CTBB Realty and Mosquito Shield for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you hit them up and tell them John about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media sent you. And make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for more information on this show and more podcasts, not just sports, true crime, political, anything you got, we have it at there. Or if you want to start your own podcast, hit them up there and come join the Clovercrest Media family. But – that's going to do it for myself, Big Jace, Joe Guire, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay. We'll see you next week as hopefully the Giants go into Tampa and beat Tom no. Brady. No, no, no. no we'll see you next week after. as we start the road to the playoffs. Yeah, let's go, let's go baby. Giants, Danny Dimes, all day. Let's go. See, Zay, that sounds stupid right now, but – no, when it, they're battling in that last game for a playoff it, spot, you're going to look like a genius, but we'll have probably forgotten this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go. Giants all day. Screw the Bucks. Screw Tom Brady. Leonard Williams is going to eat. Let's go. See you next week, boys. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. Find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.